I'm Henry Cejudo, a.k.a. Triple C. And I'm the Nigerian Nightmare, Kamaru Usman. And welcome to the first inaugural episode of Pound, Pound for Pound. Pound. We're going to be giving you guys the greatest and latest news going on in MMA. That's right. We're going over the stack card of UFC 299. We're also going to be jumping into Henry Cejudo's retirement. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, Kamaru. What's going on with Kamaru Usman? What's he up to? Well, what's going on with Henry Cejudo? You know what? Let's get straight into it. A Shadow Line Production. All righty. <laughs> no, because that's, that's the, the sub-bite, right? What the fuck that's... are you doing? <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> all right, Kamaru. Well, welcome to this episode of Pound for Pound, bro. It is an honor. Obviously, we've known each other since 2011, I'm going to say. Yeah, 2011. And now, and now we're starting a podcast called Pound for Pound. Pound. Yeah. It's been... Um... So can we, give, can we give ourselves a little, a little, you know... Pound for pound, and I know a lot of people might even just say, "Why, why that name?" Because mother, we pound for pound. <laughs> yes, that's why. Um, even though they never gave know, it to me, but yeah, yeah. I you. Pound, arguably, you were pound for pound at, at, at a particular moment. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, your resume just shows it. The only Olympic champion in in, in the UFC, and I mean, in, do we have another Olympic champion in MMA besides Kayla Harrison? Oh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, only Olympic champion, and well, only you, Olympic champion to become UFC champion. True. You know, we we've had Mark, 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 uh, Mark Schultz, Kevin Jackson. Uh, yeah. Who else? I mean, we've we've had quite a bit, but nobody really kind of came to the cream. Yeah, the cream of the crop. Yeah. So no, actually, Kevin Jackson was a UFC champion. Uh, I think tournament champ. Hey, that's UFC champion. <laughs> Kevin Jack. Which are, let's see. We gotta give my man his flowers. Yeah. My big dog. You know, Kevin Jackson was the UFC 14 champion. He was so good too, man. He fought, I remember he fought uh he fought Jerry Bolander, he fought uh uh Frank Shamrock. Man, I feel like a lot yeah, of those wrestlers at that time got into fighting with just wrestling. Of course. I feel like it was just so foreign to them. Like, do you imagine if they had the knowledge of yeah. what we had? Like, they kind of paid that shit forward to us. Like, we didn't yeah. have to go through that crazy shit that they went through. You know of what I mean? Of course, of course. I mean, bringing us back. So, pound for pound, you know, this a long time coming. We should have done this a while ago. But, you know, I'm glad we're doing it now. You know, with the knowledge that we have and uh, the, the the lessons we've learned and the roads we've traveled. So, my dog, you retired on Wednesday on us. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm giving it up here, Damn. man. Here at Pop for Pound, the inaugural episode. I know the producers here and everybody here are probably gonna trip out, but it's just the reality, of my brother. Consider you my 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 Nigerian brother from a, from another mother. That that this is it for me, bro. On Friday, retired on Wednesday. On Friday, back on, on Friday. Wednesday. <laughs> on Friday, I'm scrolling through the internet and I'm seeing a video going. I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm like, what is? But you, but, but you know what, Kamar? Can I tell you about that? I think, yeah, please. I, I think tell as a fighter, dude, it. and uh, there, there's a couple things. I've always been that winner. That I, I did, I, I, and I thought about it too. It's like I never really retired the first time because of money. I retired because I fucking loved the resume that I was carrying, and it was so precious. I mean, why, why do you think even a guy like Habib has retired? Like Habib, now Habib has every right to. You know why? 
because he's got 50, 60 million dollars in the bank. You know what I'm saying? If I was Khabib too, I, I keep that precious 30 and 0 or 29 and 0, whatever, and just let people just talk. But in my situation, the, the reason why I retired the first time, Kamaru was just strictly just satisfied, number one, with my career, what I've done, you know, to become the first and only Olympic champion, two weight divisions. And, uh, and then two, it was like, I just, you know, the incentive to me wasn't right, but that wasn't the main thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what else was motivating me to get up, to go through these weight cuts, through to start a shtick and fucking put more pressure on myself to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, you know what? I, I had spoken to Dana and I had personally had told him, like, hey, man, I'm going to, you know, I'm in this game for a little bit. Like, I, I, I would, you know, like, enjoy it while you have it now. But, you know, coming back now, though, too, it was, it was more of me understanding. It was more of me do I still have it? You know, at the age of 36, 37, like it, it's still there. Cause I love the matches with Algermain, which it was a close fight. Yeah. I did lose. And then this next time around, now that I fought <laughs> Marab, I'm just like, damn is, you know, how big of a factor was that layoff? And not just the layoff, but my actual age and my recovery in between rounds. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are a lot of questions that, that I have now that I really got to figure out like moving forward. But to thank God that Dana White didn't give me that mic that night. Uh, because, you know, pur purposely, like, no, screw you, Henry. You're always pulling something. And I get it. But it was the best thing that could have happened to me because you just go back and you think about it. Do I really want to go out, like, getting fucking controlled like that? Do I really want to get out being pulled on my shoulder and then being slammed? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Do I really want to go through that? Like, I'm like, no. I, I, I For me now, Kamaru, I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of unfinished business. There's that There's that fight with Brandon Moreno. There's a potential fight with Sean O'Malley because we're, we're both out of Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? We're both former champions. He's he's always had interest in fighting. He's like, hey, I want to be the guy to make Henry Cejudo come back. You know, there's there's a lot of, there's a, you know, there's a legend fight with Jose Aldo, which we were scheduled to fight at one point. Due to COVID, it was changed. So I thought about it, and obviously, you know what it's like being a parent. It changes, man. So the you know what I'm saying. So it's like you know what I've worked this hard. There's 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 just there's still a lot of money to be made. I feel that I I, I completely understand that. And you know I'm I'm a I'm a person who kind of likes to study and, and research and not just necessarily have to study like the tape or film of a fight or something like that, but study what the greats are doing, mm -hmm. study what the greats are saying because I I because when you you get to a certain level and you feel alone. When you're at the top, you just really feel alone. Like, do anyone understand the obsession and the the psych psychoticness that you have to have in this sport to be great or the mindset you have to be in to be great? It's lonely. But I study, and part of the reason I, I studied is because I I know that at our in our position, it's not that we don't we can't do it. We don't we don't know how to do it. We've done it. Yeah. We know how to do it. But now the battle becomes, am I willing to work that hard again to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to dedicate myself to make it happen again? Can I go through that grind again to get there? And I watched you for a little bit go through this journey with wrestling. I mean, I, I, I remember hearing about you in high school. And you you were 
the phenom that can't even finish high school in high school because he was just that levels above high school kids. So where, oh, they're sending him off to the Olympic training center. It's just to train for the Olympics with men, with grown men, because he's levels above high school kids and not even college kids. In the school college, you're, you're going straight to the, yeah, the, was, to the thing. And high school, come on, they're beating the NCAA champs. Yeah, so you getting there and becoming an Olympic champion and then watching you in 2011 having to come back, and, and I'm going to put you on here. There was a couple of times we would be practicing, and we was like, oh, where's Henry? Henry wasn't here today. But I know Henry's on campus. <laughs> I know this dude is on campus, Woo! but he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't at practice today. And then we see Henry, and then uh, I just see this, this guy, and I'm just like, man, we working. Yeah. You know, but, I, but it's exactly what you said, though, Komaru. Is was I willing to put that work in? Because as a fighter, as a pound for pound that you've reigned for so many years, you understand that sacrifice that was put in. You understand those injuries yes. that 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 you know what I'm saying. That the stains that you've had, and obviously, you know, obviously being a champion, there is whether we want to believe it or not, there's a way of like, hey man, I'm protecting something too. Like I'm also like I'm I'm, I'm out there to conquer, but. There's also a protection too because there is like if anybody wants to beat me, they want to beat me. Why? Because I'm a world champ. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because not just that, but being pound for pound. That's like, dude, you got a you got an X on not just you had an X on not just uh, for yourself, but guys that are number two, number three on that list. Like, you know what? I want Kumar to fall. Yeah. And I want to fall hard so I can take that spot. At that time, I wasn't even there yet. But you see what I'm saying? Because that's what I was like. When I was in that position, when, when we talk about pound for pound, it was uh, John Jones, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and then I was three. I was number three. But I was the only one at that point that had two belts. And, and, and on top of that, John Jones hadn't fought in over a year or two at that point, but they still just kept him on the list. And, and, and Khabib had a layoff between Connor and coming back and defending these fights. He, he had kind of a layoff. And so, you know, there was a consensus that you were number one. Pound for pound. Yes, of course, you didn't get that nod, but you definitely made the case and made the argument for that. Yeah, but but just just moving forward on, on just everything is, was I willing to sacrifice? Was I willing to take myself to that dark place, to that lonely place once again? Yeah. And those are the biggest questions. Like, when I had the surgery on my left shoulder the first time that I retired after... Uh, after I fought Dominic Cruz, or right before I fought Dominic Cruz, I, I beat Marlon Mirage for that belt. And I remember that whole stretch. Like, it was like a, it was close to like a year. I had like somewhat of a year layoff. I'm like, dude, I had the time of my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have to worry about making weight. I didn't have to worry about competing. I'm just like, that's when I knew that my heart was, was, was somewhere else. And then once I beat Cruz, I'm just like, all right, guys, I'm out. But now, the way I look at it now, Kamaru, it's like, it's a motivator for me. Like, because now I'm kind of, I'm motivated by, by being a little more pissed off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's still motivated. It's like, it's a chip on the shoulder, but it's also, there's, it's backed up with a little bit of anger. And if you're able to control that anger and calculate it correctly, like it'll take you, it'll, it, it'll take, it'll take you far. Now, anger and what? Anger and, and, anger and knowing, knowing how much better I am and I'm not, and I'm not producing that. And knowing yeah. how much I've, invested in my camp and then it's not making sense yeah but this is this is where we're this is where you find out what you're truly made out of yeah. like you know what i'm saying like and that's the only way that you have to look at it because 
You know, that's two in a row for me, dude. And honestly, you're in that same fucking position, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm very, saying? Very true. Um, I think, and back to what you were mentioning earlier uh, about protecting where you were at in that place, I never thought about that until I, I wasn't the champion anymore. I never, I never was, because I always went in with the mindset of I'm not trying to protect, and because I saw people do it. I saw guys like Tyron Woodley do it. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, you know, Tyler was a great fighter, great champion, but I, I saw that. It was like every fight he was trying to, I got to hold on to this. I got to hold on to this. And I saw that, and I was like, no, I don't want to be like that. Screw that. No, I want to go down. I want to be like the challenger, like I felt when I was going to challenge him. Because when I went to challenge him, I truly felt that there was no way he could beat me. I felt that I could beat that man two years prior to that. Um, you know, and that's not a knock on him. It was just me, my mindset, where I was at. And so when I never thought, okay, I'm trying to hold on and protect this, the pound for pound status, the championship, everything that I accomplished, it was just for me, it's like, I just want to be able to just um, knock another one off, get paid, knock another one off, get paid. But you are right. Once that actually happened, that's yeah. when I realized, yeah. oh, there is something here to and, protect. And can I, can I tell you something too, Kamar? Because I used to always kind of get on you and I used to always kind of pick on you. I'm just like, Kamaru, become a double champ because you're already lapping motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? No, I always, I'd always say, you know, no yeah, offense you to did, your boy. You did, you no did. offense to your boy, you did. Israel or anything. But And I get that African pride, but to me it was almost like, I don't know, man. I've always felt like stylistically when you're when you're at, at the top, dude, I'm like, man, Kamaru has that style to beat anybody at 185 pounds. The way you were mixing the fighting. I mean, it was, is that something that you maybe potentially regret of not taking the opportunity in that challenge? I mean, obviously right now, the, the, you know, Sean Strickland had the belt, which you, which I saw personally live that you killed, dude. Yeah. Um, does that hurt? Does that sting a little bit? No. It doesn't sting. It, it, it stings that I, I didn't become double champion, but it doesn't sting that I didn't go up and fight Israel. I, I just genuinely, and I, I, I stand by it, I just genuinely had no desire to be the reason why, or the potential reason why Israel, another Nigerian, was not a UFC champion. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't, I didn't want to, I had no interest in that. Not to say I was just going to beat him up or, or, or whatever, but I just had no interest in being the reason why he potentially was not another UFC, another Nigerian UFC champion. But had it been Sean Strickland, 1,000%, <laughs> I was moving up. <laughs> you know, and I think Sean Strickland has definitely Dude, Sean Strickland's He's got better. Tough. Dude, I thought, I thought Sean Strickland was going to get fucked up by uh, Israel. No, Sean Strickland. I mean, pressure. he's... He's, he's very good. He's coming to his own, and he's very relaxed in who he is as a fighter now. Yeah, but can, I, but, but can I tell you what Sean Strickland did that really kind of kept Israel from uh, from becoming Israel? What? He, t he pressured him. He took away that leg kick, and he didn't react to his face. Yeah. And if you do that with Israel, if you give Israel that right that right space, and if, and if you react to his fakes, that's when he starts to chew you apart. He'll invest in those kicks, break the foundation. Eventually, that limbo hook starts coming in. But Sean Strickland just said, fuck it. I'm walking you down. And, and, and apparently they were just training just to wrestle. But like, you know what? I'm just going to walk this dude down. I'm not going to react to anything that he's doing. Let Israel go with hooks. Let me go down the middle. And yeah. he would beat him every single time, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and Sean, I mean, people, people don't realize how difficult Sean Strickland is to fight. 
Imagine you're in a fist fight and this this fucking dude is standing right in front of you, straight up and down. And that's him and George Masvidal, two of the most difficult people to fight because they're standing straight up and down right there. Who stands like that in the mixed martial arts fight when there's a potential you could be taken down? The Philly show. They just he just he just stands there like this. And and you try to hit him, he does this weird thing where he just puts his hands up like this, and you can't hit his face. And and, and, and dude, you can get away with so much shit at MMA. And, and he can't he can't hit his face. He yeah. just does this and leans back, and you can't hit his face. You got to try to somehow come around those guards, yeah. and and he's so tall, and he just does this, and you can't necessarily hit his face. And so I don't know why people used to go for his. I, I didn't when I fought him. I didn't even think about that. That just goes to show the power of, like I was just He's so just on a mission. Yeah, yeah. But stylistically, the, the way you, the, what you what you did better than a guy like Israel is you weren't just strictly stand up. Yeah, your level changes with the fucking tricky shit that you're getting. You would level change the dude thinking takedown, boom. You would level change the dude's thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, like the yeah. mixing of how you would do it is what literally got you there. But I think now, now that you're obviously, you know, you're gonna be out for a minute. Um, you know, there's a lot of people calling you out, Kamaru. A lot Take of people. Some speaking a of lot, that. A lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> like, you know, you talk about Robert Whitaker, who's been like, you know what? I, I want to fight Kamaru Usman. When I hear of a former champ calling out a guy who's lighter, that's just a sign of respect. And obviously, you know, Mr. Secret Jude himself, he's like, I want Kamaru Usman, <laughs> the mem guy. You know, like, how, how, do you, how do you stay composed when you get these bigger guys and... And, and 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 you know just how do you how, how do you plan for something like that? Well, I, I yeah, this week I because I, I stay off. I don't, I'm not on social media a lot like that, which is is weird. But I, it's not weird. I'm just I don't spend time on it, so I don't really catch the news until friends somebody calls me and says, "Bro, you were trending today." I'm like, "Trending for what? I've been hiding in my house all day, all you know, all week." But it's starting to hear that guys like. Robert Whitaker said he would like to fight me. It's like, you know, I appreciate that. It's it's almost flattery to me because it's like your name carries that much weight to where guys are still, man, I would love yeah, to going, compete with that yeah, guy. Going for a, would, yeah, going for a lighter guy. Yeah, <laughs> lighter or not. But they see, the thing is, they know what's up because they they see me come in there and compete. They saw me go in there with, with uh, Hamza Chemaev on nine, ten days notice, fly across the world with no training camp, really. And go out there and and made it look like that, and give me two more rounds. Yeah. That's a whole different fight, you know. Yeah. I I I thought to myself, I'm a championship level fighter. I've been fighting championship fights for over four and a half five years, and to switch up like that and nine days notice to fight three rounds, you know, I kind of got caught off guard with the pacing of the fight, and so I started off late, and by starting off late, it. it caught me because it's after three rounds i almost and the crazy thing is after the fight i almost wanted to because i remember back in the day there'd be fighters that would do push-ups after the fight just to yeah. show that oh i'm not tired for some weird ass reason it came to my head <laughs> do some, some push-ups. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it came to my head like do some push-ups i'm like oh no yeah. no that's not me but but i now being called out by guys like robert whitaker uh, um who uh secret juice uh, Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. Uh, and and uh, there's another guy, like a, a French guy, too. Uh, oh, I saw that, the, too. Uh, some French guy. I can't pronounce uh, Imavov. 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 You know, it's like, uh, 
And the, the, thing, for, the thing for that is, is I'm flattered and I, I like it. These are all great guys, great competitors, good fighters, very yeah. good fighters, it, 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 especially the, um, the French kid. Uh, good fighters. They're very good fighters. But my thing is I'm in a place in my career to where I don't have to fight you. Yeah. What do you do for me? You know, it's one of those things. Right, it's, yeah, it's, it's, your legacy from, from what you've done, being pound for pound, the title defenses do that you've me? done. Yeah, the only thing that w- what you need now, Kamaru, is just and it's not a, that I don't. other former champions. Yeah, I mean, or, it, for me, I still don't get me wrong. Honestly, I if I want to, I will be the welterweight champion again if I want to. So, what are you saying? Man? Are you are you are you saying you're uh, are you saying are you saying middleweight is you know, uh, the next stop? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. It just depends on how I'm feeling, you know. Um, like I, I want to. I'm taking a little bit of time. I'm taking a little bit of the time for myself because I think it's necessary. I've dedicated my whole life since I was freaking 13 years old. I, yeah. I jumped into martial arts and I was yeah. just grinding, yeah, right. grinding. It was nothing else. And I know you got me even freaking beat, but nothing. A lot of the same shit. Dude. Yeah, nothing else <laughs> but just that. And so taking a little bit of time to myself, I have a daughter, I have a, a, you know, I have a family that I'm, you know, taking care of. And, and, and so, yeah, I'm taking a little bit of time away, but I'm flattered by all these guys calling me out. But the thing about it is if let's say I do want to fight, I'm not saying I wouldn't fight you guys, but what do you do for me? Yeah. You know, there was a a time on the way up. It's a business decision. Uh, On the way up. I had to fight these so guys what, because I wanted to get to the title. Yeah, so let me ask yeah, you a question but, then. So what was it about Hamza Chemaev that made you want to fight him? He's not a former champ. He's not, He's not. you know what I'm saying? He hasn't, in reality is he, I mean, obviously he's got to win over you, but what has he, has he won anything? Yeah, it was, um, it was a matter of Hamza came into my division while I'm, I'm at the, on top. I remember he even got, he got into the UFC when I defended my title on Fight Island mm-hmm. versus Masvidal. Then he came into the UFC and, and had back-to-back fights and just was a storm, a wrecking ball. And everyone started saying, oh my God, this is the guy. This is the guy. And so still being in the division for a long time and they, everyone's saying, this is the boogeyman, this is the boogeyman. I'm like, wait, do you guys realize I'm still fucking here? I'm the boogeyman. <laughs> I've always been the boogeyman. Always, and I still am the boogeyman. And so it was just a, a thing there to where I wanted to fight him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he couldn't get up to me fast enough. Yeah. To get that a, title a miss, shot. Missing, missing of weight. Missing weight. Ramadan, having problem. Ramadan and all those and different COVID. things. And COVID. He just couldn't get to me fast enough to where uh, we got to have that showdown. So I went in and I told, I sat with Dana and Hunter and I said, hey, give me Hamza. Give me that guy. And they were like, oh, I don't know if it makes sense for us. And I said, give me that guy. They're like, yeah, he's not a welterweight anymore. He's, he's moved up to middleweight. He's already bulking up. He's, he's a middleweight now. So I said, I don't care. Give him to me. Yeah. But at this point, I'm asking because give me a camp. Give me, yeah, let me right. train. Let me prepare and let him prepare. And let's see who the real boogeyman is. And you know, and they they weren't really super interested in it. And I even did an interview and I said the same thing. But then, you know, of course, last minute something happens with his fight. They knew who to call because they knew I'm that crazy guy who's willing to 
um, and they call, they ask me, I'm going to say yes. You yeah. tell me, um, here's a paycheck. I'm going to say yes. And so they did so that. That's, so that's how the fight flourished. I mean, now we, flourished. Now, now we, now we fast forwarded. Obviously you went, you went three hard rounds, one to third. And it almost seems like if this was a five round fight, like Hamza's in trouble, man. Oh, 100%. So now that you're in there with it, because I, I believe there's there's rumors saying that more likely Hamza, that they're, they're trying to target Hamza and Israel Adesanya in the summer, you know, Saudi Arabia. Again, these are all rumors. Now that you've been in there with Hamza Chemaev, I mean, you've tested that. You, you've tested it. My biggest question is, does he have that threshold to go up against a championship fight like a guy like Israel Adesanya? Because you know what? I'll be that same guy too that used to tell you, uh, Kamaru, Hamza's the fucking boogeyman. He, the wrestling, the, the 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 fact that he can pick dudes up like at will. But there's also a depletion of the gassing. I saw it in your five. I'm just like, okay. True. I, I think um, I think he is a guy that's still learning. He's learning on the job. And it's just magnified so much to where, you know, everyone's paying such close attention to where it's just harder. It's kind of like a, a freaking, what's the kid, the boxer kid named? Uh, the Disney kid. Uh, well, the, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah. Are you, so, hold on. Are you trying to? Are you so, making a correlation with Jake Paul and Hamza? No, no, no I'm not. Come on, <laughs> relax. <laughs> but I'm saying, when Jake, like they, they are in their sport and they, they have doing it at such a, a level to where they have such a magnifying glass on them. Everything they do is going to be big. So Hamza is learning on the job. I think he could eventually learn how to pace himself to be okay, that okay. championship level fighter for H sure. How does this fight take place if Israel? Adi Sanya fights uh, fights a Hamza Chimaev. How does the fight go down? It, I mean, it's and a, who it's has a, to make the adjustment? Because I have an idea who has to make the adjustment. I'm just trying to get the two cents on you. I think it's um, I mean, it's an intriguing fight, and it depends on which version of the guys that show up. It depends on the version because we've seen, I guess, a different version of Israel in the last fight. We saw a different version of him than the Israel Adesanya we saw versus Paulo Costa. Those are two different people. Yeah. And yeah. so it depends on the version that actually shows yeah. up. And Hamzat's gonna do Hamza. Hamzat's gonna come in there. He's gonna he's gonna he's pedal to the metal off start. He's gonna get that takedown or try to get that takedown. Speaking of freaking takedown, we're gonna talk about that. You know, he's gonna come in there and get a takedown. <laughs> and and if you can survive. You might have a chance, but if you can't survive, yeah, then yeah. I think that's that's where yeah. things go wrong. I, I think I think that I think stylistically it's a great matchup for a guy like Hanzat, but experience wise, you have to go with the former champ. You have Absolutely. to go with Israel. You have to go with somebody. He, he catches Hanzat with a few of those kicks, dude. That 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 strength that you had for wrestling will go out the damn window. One thousand percent. You know, and the, and the thing is, is Hanzat does use a lot of strength, bro. Like it's not power, it's strength, and he, because he's grabbing a lot. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of, the, the person who's done top control better than all of us is Khabib, but Khabib was really he spent all of his time. The same reason why his stand up wasn't pretty. Yeah, his whole investment was just him taking you down and just making sure that you'd never get up. Yeah, and it worked well. It worked oh, it well. Worked. I think um, got him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think it's uh it's something to, that he needs to learn from there. Um, but I think he's learning on the job, and I think he eventually he will he could turn into a championship. Okay, level so fighter. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask but, you now, Kamaru. Yeah, who wins? Who wins? And no biased opinion. No bias. 
What do you mean no bias? Everything is biased. I know you got your African Everything shirt right is now. Biased. Everything Nigeria. is biased. Nigeria. Everything is biased. I I I'm never going to pick against Israel. I don't I don't think I I I've always had faith in, in, in if, what if he Israel can do. beats him, does he stop him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the way. It that's doesn't go way. it doesn't go decision. I think uh Israel, Israel beats Israel him. Have to hurt him with Israel knees, finds kicks. finds a shot. Finds the the yeah the shots to sting him, bing, 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 accumulation, get him out of there. Yeah. Because I think Hamza's gonna have a hard time with Israel's length to fight someone that tall, yeah, someone that sharp, someone that knows how to find the angles too, just a little bit of this, slide back, yeah, but let you miss and counter. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I think Hamza, because he's like this, he's weird, he's a different, he's a wrestler. Yeah, like but, our movement's different. Yeah, but but listen, I found him. Yeah. And and not that I found him. It's but just you also, we know but, but he also respected a lot of the wrestling. True. Like he's he's gonna true. he's gonna go in on Israel. That's the first thing he's gonna do. Yeah. He's gonna run up to him, change his levels, and start going for takedowns. Now now that now now the difference is would he would he be able to hurt a guy like Israel? Because if you don't hurt with his hands, if you don't yeah. hurt him even on top, if you don't hurt on, him or fatigue yeah, him on bottom, like you're in trouble. Like yeah. I'm actually I was a big Hamza fan, but. Watching him not understand his threshold, particularly the fight with you, I'm just like, I can see Israel Sanya actually beating him. Yeah, I really can. I, I, I can I, see I him not just beating him, but actually he stops st him. stopping him. He stops him. I think I think for sure Israel stops him just from a championship level, um, uh, um, just having that championship experience and knowing that a fight builds over time. I think Israel could stop him. All right, speaking of the fight, um, Henry, after my last fight and after your f last fight, huh? I, 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 a big thing for me was for years, we carried the torch for USA wrestling, American wrestling as, as the dominant forces that could wrestle and do it all in MMA. Now, Looking back at some of the people before us, Daniel Cormier at one point carried that torch. Uh, Randy Couture at one point carried that torch. Uh, Chael's son and uh, Tito Ortiz, these guys carried that torch at one point. Now, after our last two fights, our and last that, fight. And at one point, they didn't. And, and <laughs> <laughs> so after our last fight, I mean, I, I felt, because that stung more for me. Being taken down, allowing myself to be taken down two or three times is stung more for me. Now, and yourself too, the same thing in that last fight. I mean, I know how I feel, but you being Olympic champion, I don't think you get, you don't get an out. I, I do. For me, it's like, yeah, okay. I got new guys that have come in now that could carry that torch. But you're Olympic champion. You always have to carry that torch every time you step in the octagon. So do you feel like we're still at the forefront of carrying that torch of American wrestlers who are dominated in MMA? I mean, sure. But it, but it, it, but I think something that we have to realize, too, that it is MMA. And there is strikes involved. Fuck, yeah, tumbling, dude. I mean, I prior to my return, I, I, I never I had a 100% takedown. I mean, if you want to call me being stopped by Demetrius Johnson with knees to the body was a takedown, then okay. But other than that, like, I was never taken down. I was... It's like me and you, uh, just clean. Like they can get to our legs, they won't be able to finish. Yeah, but I think uh, you know, with people taking more chances and obviously the time away, 
and people just taking more risk. I mean, it's it's what it is. And obviously, as we're older too, you know, you fight through injuries. Fought through injuries in that fight. Like, I, I wish I was 100%. Not to take anything away from Marab, but if you're not ready, and if I, I didn't spar, I didn't spar for a whole month because I had a, a type 2 terror on, on my left growing. And it was it was the exact same leg that he was attacking that he was able to take me down. So as as, as you know, as if, if you pull that leg up just a little bit, it's almost like you either tear the whole thing off while defending, or or you take the fall or you take the L. So in my position, I mean, if I could take it all, if I if I could somewhat go back, I'd be like, man, I I cannot fight a guy with a gas tank like that. It's like maybe even fighting Kobe Covington. It's the same shit. Like you cannot fight a dude that's that has a gas tank while being injured because they're going to go in and they're going to wrestle. They're going to test that. And Marab did a hell of a good job. I mean, it's fucking embarrassing, dude. Speak, yeah, speaking of dude. testing that, speaking of testing that, like it, now in our last two fights, we, we've, these, these fucking guys, I, are they getting better or are we just getting worse with our wrestling to where they, we've been able to be taken down in two fights? To be honest with you, I still go back to the Edwards, the Edwards fight that when the first one, when the, the second one with the takedown, I don't consider that a takedown. I consider that me tripping. He hooked my, he did hook my leg. Yeah. And, and at the last minute, I, cause I was so, I just, my wrestling was so you, much you better than his. I was like, I'm just going to hip him over. But he fell on, cause he had the overhook on the other side and yeah. fell on top of me. And you know what? I want to just give a confession. I would rather, I'm going to give up. and I'm going to be, go on record here and say that. When I fought Covington the second time, mm-hmm. he even though he didn't get credited for it, <laughs> I'm mm. gonna go on mm. the record and say yes. I would give that a takedown. Two? I kept that you, you more of a two? takedown. I'll give him two. The hands touched, I'll give him two. Even though he didn't control me and I got up right away, I'll give him two as opposed to giving it to Leon Edwards in that second fight. Even though Leon's yeah. a good good fighter, but I that and be that being right. said is we're giving up takedowns here now you know but to you, where i think but you know what it is though too kamaru it's like we are older i'm 37 now i know you're 36 Dude, i you don't know? feel 36 yeah but you know what i said like it's like it's like we just we gotta we gotta go back to we gotta go back to those strengths we gotta go back to just pure how? wrestling how we just have to how can you go back to this pure wrestling oh. when your knees don't want to bend the way they used to then if that's the case man they just bring guerrilla war like find other ways to just uh, accommodate. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, 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 if there's one thing that I've learned from Randy Couture, is his his ability to be able to adjust and make those adjustments while being an older fighter. Bernard Hopkins, the exact same thing. You know who never really adjusted to becoming a new fighter? Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva was still fighting like he was 21 years old, dude. At at 40, you know when he's like, when he started going through this like you know losing, 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 losing. Eventually bought his whole contract, and then obviously that I don't I don't know if he's officially done, Man. but whatever that may be is like I wish I wish you would have used more of that experience, so you would use it against his opponent. I think that's kind of where we're at now. It's not like we're it's not like we're Anderson Silva old, but we do have to make this just because there is a lot of film on this man. Yeah, when I mean, you get a lot of films, and you you know we tend to become repetitive in some ways. Yeah, people will go back and watch your film, so it's not just us, but technology. And if I'm smart, and if, you know, if I'm smart, I'm going to watch all of your clips. All right, these are the tendencies. And he keeps doing them. And he's yeah. doing it at the highest level. And he's making a mistake. Yeah. 
So it's safe to say we're we're uh, we're gonna let these new school young cats, the Bo Nickel, and, and, and some <laughs> of these new guys step in and carry that torch for USA wrestling and American wrestling now. Yeah, fuck. I just man, I got carried. Dude. I got fucking carried. Like I'm getting, you know, like somebody's <laughs> throwing me into a pool, dude. But he did a hell of a good job, dude. Bounce off the cage, was able to pick me up. I'm just like, fuck, I'm going for a ride. Like I knew it. Uh, I was thinking about I was thinking about maybe going uh I thought you were gonna do pull something. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's Olympic champion. He's gonna pull something yeah, out. Yeah, but here. it was already it was and already too late. He had me he like had me wrapped up. Potatoes, he, yeah, bro. he had me wrapped up really good. And I was hoping he was gonna throw me to the side because I was gonna go like pretty much do a roll through. Yeah. But because he pitched me forward, it was like, fuck, I fucking landed like this. Boom. Yeah. It you was know? almost like cement. Do you like the the bag of cement yeah. that he's about to use to build <laughs> <laughs> to build this fucking house? Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, it is what it is, Kamara. Yeah. Let's change the damn subject because this shit, dude. There's memes of me freaking being carried, you know, by the freaking wildfire that this is saving me. Like it's it's what it is, dude. Like if there's one thing that I do have that I am proud of myself with, is I can give it, but I could also take it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and yeah. it's and it's what it is. I've trolled a lot of people. Now I'm being trolled a little bit, so I'm getting a little taste of my own bitter medicine. But it is what it is. But moving forward, Kamara Usman, obviously, every week we are going to be break, you know, having the breaking news here for pound for pound. You know, UFC 299 is is coming up here in your backyard. I mean, what are the fights that you're looking forward to in this on this fight card? 299. I mean, you're looking at the look at first fight on that main card. Right now they have Song Yadong taking on um Peter, Peter Yan. Yan, that's it's a crazy fight, and then you've got uh, uh, um, Dustin Poirier taking on the the, the French guy, the the scent. I, I don't want to butcher his last name. You, can you guys, and I don't want to butcher it either. Can you guys? Yeah. Uh, can I produce <laughs> producer give us the Francois? <laughs> and then you've got um, Mike Venom Page, the new UFC signee, taking on Kevin Holland. And then you've got Gilbert Durino Burns taking on uh, JDM, they call him JDM, taking on JDM. And then you've got Marlon Chito Vera taking on Sean O. Mally. Oh, Schmally. Still, uh, <laughs> he still has a nickname for me. But I think the fight that really kind of comes to my eyes, the guy, the guy that the fight that really comes to my eyes, because he could potentially go in there and really kind of spoil the party for a lot of people, is that uh, is that Saint? What's what's can I can we get his? Yeah, the the Saintess or the Saint something? The kid from can I, can uh, I produce Benoit? Saint Denis. Yeah, Benoit Saint Denis. Is that right? Is that right? I hate when people butcher my name. So Benoit Saint Denis is a guy like stylistic. Does a guy like that? Does he have a chance? In a is it a three round fight too? Three round fight. Does he have a chance against a guy like Dustin Poirier? Because if he does, let's say hypothetically he does beat a guy like like Dustin Poirier, the Bosapal, he could potentially. He could put he could potentially sneak in there depending on how is it that he does it, maybe for a title shot. That, so the crazy thing here is is um, as we mentioned earlier, it's it's a, when you have that belief in yourself, that unwavering delusion that you are. I mean, guy's not even ranked, I don't believe, and he's he's taken on or he's ranked really uh, low, and he's taken on Dustin Poirier. 
And I mean, he has a chance to go in there. He hits hard. He's fast. He's he's aggressive, which you know, all recipes to help you be successful. But the problem too is a guy like Dustin Poirier is a guy that good defense, good defense, power in his power. Hands. He still got that. Sh- it's it's almost like a, a edge that he carries with him. He's, he's got that chip on his shoulder all time. With all these young guys calling him out, we saw this with Dan Hooker. Remember when Dan Hooker was on the rise? Yeah, Dan Hooker called him out. Dan the and Chief we, Hooker, and we saw him go in there, make work of Dan Hooker, and the get up. Ch- he the was cheap. He was the even- cheap Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I would, hey, I ain't say that, dog. <laughs> but he went in there and, and and proved him wrong. And that's I think he has that chip on the shoulder all times of calling me out. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna prove. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it on you, so if I'm expecting that from him. D- Dustin Poirier does win this fight. Where does where does that put Dustin Poirier, especially after being having a devastated knockout with Justin Gaethje? Where does that lead a guy like Dustin Poirier? No, we 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 me and DC had a talk like this when we sat on the desk for uh, 30 greatest fighters in UFC, um, and we talked a little bit briefly about Hall of Fame yeah. as it meant as it pertains to being in the Hall of Fame, and DC was kind of particular on no, there's got to be some sort of criteria here. To how you get into the Hall of Fame, and and, and he was like, yeah, certain guys, certain guys yeah. shouldn't get in the Hall of Fame just because they were fan favorites or great yeah, guys. Yeah. But when you look at a guy like Dustin Poirier, it's very difficult not to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, interim champion. Yes, he was never undisputed, but interim champion. And and yeah, but was can willing I take, to take yeah. on all comers and go out there and yeah, put it can, on the line. Right, but time. can I tell you something though too? And not, not to play the devil's advocate, but I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. He's also been submitted. He's been knocked out on different occasions. Yes. I mean, I think that I think part of that stuff too, you know, as much as he has he has gone through these wars, he has also been stopped. And I think that's one position where I'm just like, damn, Dustin. Like that I'd say, does he get in? Did they open that door for him? You know what I'm saying? But, so, it, we, I, I don't think we can just, I don't think we can lay it on that that alone because. Right, right. No, me, like, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I've been stopped. I've been stopped. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's it's that right there. And we could argue, I mean, I, not yeah, argue. No, 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 no I got you, there. I got you. That's a whole, that's a whole nother yeah, subject. Yeah, that's a whole nother subject. But, but, we if, could but, talk if, about but if he makes it, I wouldn't be surprised. And if he makes it. I'd be happy for him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Moving on. Yeah, which Michael fight? Michael Venom Page. Yes, you know the the, the Bellator, uh, the former Bellator contender, the former uh, you know I, I, he never really made it to the PFL, but obviously he's beating the likes of Diego Lima, dude. People don't understand if you're able to beat a guy like Diego mm. Lima, you are. Did you he are, beat Diego Lima? He did. Who, which Diego? Uh, the brother. The brother. The Douglas Lima. I'm sorry. Was it Douglas or no? Diego? He didn't beat Douglas. Douglas was the be uh, the, the Bellator champion. Yeah, yeah, Douglas. He no, didn't no, no. Beat I want to say, can you guys look that up real quick? He, he did, did beat Douglas. No, Lima. he didn't. He beat him in that rematch. That's why oh, I was they impressed. Had a rematch? They had a rematch. Michael when? Venom. Lost. Michael Venom Page won. lost. By what decision? But that's what I'm saying. I didn't. Even if see you're that able fight. to beat yeah. a guy like that, and you're going up against a Kevin Holland who just loves to entertain, was pretty unorthodox. Yeah. Like Michael Venom Page could be, especially with the karate style that he has, which we we, just, we saw Kevin Holland in the past have trouble with guys like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I feel like, and and I like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. True, but I also feel like Michael Venom Page is has 
just more tools, man. He anticipates more. He throws that right hand when people come in. He's got those crazy jumping knees with the right side. He caught Cyborg. Like, I think he's dangerous. And I think a win over Kevin Holland, which I do believe he's going to beat a guy like Kevin Holland, puts in a position where it could he could become a, a, a fan favorite star to, to on his way to potentially become a contender. I agree. I, I do think uh, a guy like uh, Kevin Holland is a great fight for your coming out party. It's a great fight. I, I don't think the the Kevin Holland I think is is, is you know he's, he's a fighter, you know, but I I don't think the degree of difficulty is is as severe as opposed to a guy that's going to go in there and, and take you down, hold you down, and beat on you until yeah. you don't want to fight anymore. And so I, I, I love this fight for him. I like the fight for both because Kevin Holland is a guy that can shock people. He'll come in the hills. If, you if you're not respecting him, he'll spark you. So, and, and MVP has had a little time away from, from the cage. You know, so I'm anxious to see how this is going to play out with the new. This is a new audience now. It's a new it's a new stage. Uh, you've been in fights before in the cage, but it's different under those UFC lights. Yeah. It's different when you, you you're walking up and, and it's and it's it's Sylvester Stallone sitting right there next yeah, to you. It, it's it's uh, um, a Joe Rogan right there. It, it's it's all these celebrities, all these superstars sitting right there watching you waiting for you to fight. So it's, it's different. It's, yeah, it's so I'm anxious to see. Different. I'm anxious to see how he adapts to the lights. But he's a showman, and uh, and I'm excited think, for that fight. I think the only celebrity Bellator has ever had was that Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do on, dude. Don't do it like I, that. I they think got celebrity. I, I went to a Bellator fight. So did, no, I, 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 you know what? I'm going to say, th I'm gonna say like this that. about Bellator. Burna Boy went to a Bellator fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this about Bellator. Their VIP section was fucking way better than the UFCs, bro. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. The way they closed mean? it off, because we're able to kind of just be near the cage or whatnot. And like, you know, we're not separated. You oh, know what I'm right, saying? Right, it was right, just right, cool, right, man. Right, we right. can walk, be near the cage and stuff yeah. like that. But anyhow, moving forward. I think the biggest sleeper at UFC 299 is Peter Young versus Song Yudong. I mean, could a guy like Peter Young come back from, man, the, oof, and I've been there too, maybe. Maybe not as bad as Peter, but by getting destroyed by, by Marab Davalashvili. At least I want a fucking round. I want one out of the two rounds. And I was hurting. And I was hurting. And I had an injury. But anyhow, a guy like Song Yudong, talking a little bit to Uriah Faber, and there's one thing that he did tell me like after my fight. He's like, Henry, stick around, number one. But he's like, two, man, you know the guy that's coming? His name is Song Yudong. The dude has crazy power. And he says, hey, and this dude has wrestling. He's going to pull mm. it out of his back pocket. His jiu-jitsu is so underrated. And I think from the past fight, from what you see with, uh, from what Rob was able to do to a guy like Peter Young and fatigue him, you start to wonder if a guy like Sangidang will literally pull out some of that wrestling on top of the great striking that he does have. Because if he does, I can easily see him beat a guy like Peter Young pretty decisively. I, I I mean I think Song Yadon is a is a dark horse in that division, but at the same time, Peter Yan is no slouch. Like I I know the the Marab fight was was tough, but but you you're talking about a guy Talk Marab that that <laughs> weaponizes that pace because he knows. And I and I've been Motherfucker! there. Motherfucker! <laughs> I've been there. 
I've been that guy that weaponized my pace. Yeah. There's been a couple fights where I weaponized it. And so, and when you do that with certain guys, it works in your favor. So I, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily think a guy like Song Yudong fights like that. He's going to weaponize that pace. And especially a three-round fight, you know, it, it's different. So yeah. I, I, but I do give, I think that's a banging fight. That's a good fight to open up the card. I mean, it, it's, it's a spectacular fight. I think uh, Hunter and, and Dana and Who gets and it? Who gets it done? Who gets Mick, it done tomorrow? They did a great job with this. If you had to pick. If I had to pick. You know what? I'm tired of seeing all these, these young guys come in there and these new guys and beat us. And they call us old. Y'all are the old guys. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Peter Yan, come on. I'm okay. going for Peter Yan. Okay. All right. Cool. And then, the, you know, let's talk about your, you know, former, well, teammate still. Steven. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who who it is that he's. Uh, he's fighting ja, ja, uh, the the Australian kid. Okay. Uh, Oof. Yeah, that Australian kid is, Dude, is that, legit. That, that's that new generation. You're talking yeah. about that new generation that's coming up, motherfucker, yeah. man. I'm, yeah. I I was impressed with this dude. Who, who who did he fight last? Oh, I'm no, sorry, he, man. I'm his, a bit unprepared here. His last outing wasn't the greatest. He fought a uh, um, he fought Basil for uh, another training partner of mine out of Denver. Mm-hmm. And Basil is a great striker. Great, he's just a little bit unknown, but the kid could fight. Yeah. And he, he went. He took the fight on a week's notice, I believe. Went in there, made way, and gave JDM a run for his money. He let JDM know that, hey, you think you're ready? You're calling out these top guys, but hey, you still need to do a little bit of work. Yeah. And so, not just that, yeah. but you, let me tell you something too. You, that, you, that you train in Colorado. That altitude, that altitude is a bitch. That altitude gives you like an extra heartbeat, dude. Like yeah, to, but it's to... it's only wep- it's only it's it really plays a factor if you're competing at that level. Yeah, it's like you train there the whole time at the OTC, and guys come up there to wrestle at the Schultz. Oh, you shit. got an advantage. Yeah, they'll shit the bed. Yeah, but when you have to go, you you have to come down to Miami and fight, and these guys train in Miami and they're in shape in Miami. What's the yeah. advantage? Yeah, yeah, true that. True that. Well, it's yet to be seen, but that new generation's coming up, and I do want to feel like I, I do want to go for, uh, you know, Gilbert Burns, just for the simple fact that experience. You know, could he be that experience? And obviously, he's fine in his backyard. Yeah. Um, and, and my biggest thing with Gilbert, because I've seen him cut weight before, I think he needs to cut his weight a little bit different. I've been there before cutting weight with him. Just like, man, he, 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 you know, the plastic stuff and then that hot ass room. I'm like, I think, I think if there's one thing that I feel like he should change up to be a better fighter, just maybe get into the tub and just deplete the water out. Man. You know, that, that fight with Bilal Muhammad, I can honestly say is like, I, I fought the same shit because I did the same thing as Dorino. It'll zap you a little bit if you don't cut that weight right. Yeah. You can no, make agree. it, but making it is not, making it is not the issue. Can you make it right? Yeah. Are you going to feel 100% the next day? I agree. Um, I, I do think that that's a, that's a big key. That's a very important key is, uh, you know, making the weight the proper way so where you could be able to perform the following day. You know, that's a great fight. Of course, uh, uh, I'm be rooting for Dorino to get the job done. Um, I, I think where he, he does have an advantage here is, is the grappling. Yeah. If he's able to, because even in that fight, his, his last fight, JDM showed that he's, he, he lacks a little bit in that grappling division. He was taken down multiple times. And I think it's, it's if Gilbert is able to take him down, Gilbert yeah. could potentially yeah. top control is nasty. Yeah, man. I've heard nothing but good things about Gilbert. Absolutely, Burns top control. Jesus, yeah, ADCC champ, right? Yeah. Former champ. Yeah, 
world like champion, a, like actual ADCC Jiu-Jitsu world champion, world cha- like and you sell you saw not, it. Not, in not, the, not these local every <laughs> every weekend IBJJ world championships. Like no, I, I think I think the only ch- world championship that the Jiu Jitsu really does have, in comparison when you when we talk about wrestling, there's only one, dude. When you yeah. say you're a world champ, like what the fuck? Like I know who you are. Yeah, it's ADCC in my eyes. Well, he Gilbert's a real deal on the ground for sure, um, and I think it's if he's able to get the fight there, I think he he definitely has the advantage in that in that realm. But the one thing too is, is JDM is no slouch. He's very patient, very yeah. patient. He knows yeah. how to build a fight, which yeah. is very rare for young guys going there, into the fight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He just hit the nail on the head. He, there's an IQ to him. Yeah, that's very underrated. And I don't think there's a competitor in there that where he could fight. But there's oh, a competitor, yeah. in, like there's a competitor in this dude that makes him dangerous. I'm excited to see that fight. Now that I know that he's fighting Gilbert Burns, yeah. But moving on to the main event, obviously we got Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. When I look at this fight, you know Sean has gone better. Sean has his fakes, his feints, his this is recognition. Obviously, you you have wins over over uh, you know uh, Peter Jan. Uh, and you have a win over over Aljamain Sterling, man. That's talk about a confident booster, right? Right now, he's he's on his high horse, but he also lost to a dude that's just as tall as him, a dude that has beaten him, a dude that's pretty much broken him down with just leg kicks, and they, and they weren't that hard. I rewatched the fight um, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Could Sean O'Malley make that adjustment with the stance? Could Cheeto Vera come in, push the pace on him? Good defense, have the ability to take punches. So I think the biggest thing for me is allow Sean O'Malley, if I'm Cheeto Vera, allow Sean O'Malley to just continue to keep throwing. Allow him to just, you know why? Because this is what he does tomorrow. He'll look at the clock. He'll look at the clock and he gets tired, man. When you do that, like even if you hit a punching back, you're just throwing all your force. There's going to be a time where that tank is going to be on E. And I feel like if Cheeto Vera is able to really... You know, stalk him, let him throw good defense, take a lot of his punches and kicks, but be able to have good defense, maybe even lose the first couple rounds, but eventually pick it up in the third, fourth, and I can see a stoppage within that fifth round. Call me crazy, Kamara Usman, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking facts. I think you are crazy. Uh, <laughs> I I I I do I don't I don't agree. I think. Sean is just it, it's it's it, it is true. It's something about when you become a champion, but you've believed that you you've believed this delusion in your mind for a long time that oh I'm gonna be a champion. You believe the delusion even no one else did, but when it actually happens, it's like oh what, oh shit, I'm 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 him as he's, as they say now I'm him, and I think Sean believes he's him. His timing is going to be incredible. It's already incredible, but I think it's going to be there. He can, he can, he's patient. He can find that shot. And I think from what I've seen in, in I love Chito Vera. I, I, I love him. I, I like watching him fight. And personally, he's a freaking great dude. I just think Sean O'Malley is just faster, sharper. And just his timing, his, his movement, his, his, I think he's going to find the shot. Because and and I like you mentioned, yeah, you can throw, you throw, you just hitting the punching bag the whole time, and he looks at the clock. Yeah, he does look at the clock, but he's he's hundred percent accurate. He's not missing anything. But well, I think he's just to be so sharp this time yeah. to where 
Yeah, he doesn't miss these. He puts them in the right places. He might get a stoppage. Yeah, but you can have all of that, Komaru. But does he have the grit? You know I think he does. Does, he, does he truly have that grit? I personally, yeah, of course. Well, you fight one hundred percent. I think it takes a, a okay. You're right. I think it takes a certain a certain guy to 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 bring it uh, yeah, out. Yeah, that that's but my biggest question if, mark. If, I don't be, I don't know if Chito Vera is that guy. I don't know if Chito yeah. Chito is that guy. I love Chito. Rob, Marat. To be honest, Rob's gonna fuck him to, up, dude. I promise you. To be honest, even with that, with that fight. I'm not necessarily sure Marab is Marab that guy. Would, he would have to catch Marab super early like I did with you that You caught Marab. He recovered, dude. I'm like, damn, this dude. He did. He, he, same thing happened with Marlon Marais. Marlon Marais hit him with the right or maybe even was a left. Same left. The dude was like stunned a little bit. Then he comes back. He's like a fucking zombie. But whatever think, it is, is Sean O'Malley, he could catch him. If he beats him, he does beat him early. If he doesn't. No, of course. If he of doesn't. Course, if he doesn't. If he doesn't. The later that fight Mar- goes. Yeah, Marab is just going to drown him, dude. I agree. Marab's going to drown him. It could be. could be another guy on the card. Song Yadon. If he's able to go out there and make a statement with Peter Yan, like, that's a scary freaking guy. <laughs> if he stops Peter Yan, <laughs> that scares me. Yeah, the battleweight division is it's absolutely crazy. On fire. It's absolutely nuts. Oh, no. And before we go, you can't, you can't. We got to throw my boy in there, who I think is the dark horse of that division. Corey Sanhagen yeah. is well, a sniper. Well, if that's the case, then is a sniper. Okay, can I tell? Can I tell you the real dark horse of the division? Who? Umar. Umar. Nur- well. Nur- Nur- They're gonna what? fight. They're but gonna I be scheduled. Yeah. Umar fights this weekend. Once this fight is over, you guys are gonna see how Umar is just the real deal. Who's he fighting? He's fighting some dude from Kazakhstan, like a yeah, newcomer, but, I don't, but I don't, nobody but I wants to fight that. him, dude. And I can see why. No, I. I Corey He's Sanhagen super technical. Took that fight. Understands distance. He's a finisher. To me, in my eyes. Right now, the guy, the most dangerous guy, 135 pounds, it's Umar Nurmagomedov. Umar, and this I, I is believe after so. Me, this is after me losing to a guy like to to Marab. You know I do. I'm saying? I do like, believe. This is, I'm, I'm telling you, those, Umar. Those four guys, I think, are the most dangerous guys in that division. Umar, uh, uh, Song Yadon, uh, uh, Sanhagen, Corey Sanhagen, and Marab. Yeah. I think those four guys are shoot. Honestly, Bantamweight could arguably be the the, it's, the it's, deepest it's, it's the division. Toughest, it's the toughest division, bro. It really. I is, mean, it's you tough. have all these former you have all these former champs, dude. That I mean, myself. I mean, Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's still in the picture. Uh, you know, Frankie Edgar. Well, at that I, time. I I don't put Jose Aldo in the picture. I I think Jose Aldo is is still a, a great fight. But Jose Aldo putting him up against Marab Dulash, really? Come on now. Yeah, no. Put him up against Sonya Don. Come on now. Yeah. Even Corey Sanhagen, I think, runs well, circles around the yeah, line. Well, guys. no, no, one hundred percent. Corey's fucking dangerous. I've always said that since the beginning. I'm like, I've always I've always been super high on Corey, but I don't think Corey ever becomes UFC champion if I don't know. If Umar Nurmagomedov's there or or Marab. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. That fight's gonna happen. 135 pounds is a it's a freaking banger like it's it's crazy man like every fight there is 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 you know I think you get the most technical tactical fights at 135 pounds not saying that 170 or 55 ain't it but when it comes to like just the levels of competitive like anybody at any day could become champ it, it is at 135 pounds I mean I got I nothing agree. else tomorrow but I just want to say you know this is you know we're, we're gonna be breaking news for pound for pound. We'll be breaking the latest news, whether it's, you know, whether it's the UFC coming up, some, you know, some drama for your mama. But either way, I'm your host, Henry Cejudo, a.k.a. Triple C.
and the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. And we are out.